This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Bottom line is that the FBI had the Biden crime family laptop for a year. They knew it was leaking. They knew it would hurt the Biden campaign. So the FBI used its relationship with Twitter to suppress criminal evidence being revealed about Joe Biden one month before the 2020 elections. You, ladies and gentlemen, interfered with the United States of America 2020 presidential election knowingly and willingly. That's the bad news. It's going to get worse because this is the investigation part. Later comes the arrest part. Your attorneys are familiar with that. Mr. Chairman, I'd like to spend five hours with these ladies and gentlemen doing depositions surely yet to come. But for right now, I'll yield the balance of my time to my colleague, Mr. Jordan. And the Media Research Center polled Democratic voters in 2020 swing states and found that 17% would have changed their vote if they had known the contents and evidence of the New York Post story. President Trump lost key states, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Wisconsin, by collectively just over 100,000 votes. And if this is accurate, this poll, 3.2 million votes could have swung. And he only needed a teeny fraction of those 3.2 million. That decision almost certainly changed the result of the 2020 presidential election. Mr. Roth, um, have you communicated with government officials ever on a platform called JIRA? Yes or no? Real quick answer. We're on the clock. Not yes to or no? the best of my recollection. Not no. to your recollection? Great. Have, if you did in the event communicate, who would have had access to this platform? That's the nature of my confusion. Okay. Jira is Did you ever speak to government officials on Jira regarding taking down social media posts? Again, not to the best of my recollection. Can you explain to me why the federal government would ever have interest in communicating through Jira, mind you, a private cloud server with social media companies without oversight to censor American voices? I want to let you know that this is a violation of the First Amendment, and the federal government is colluding with social media companies to censor Americans. Mr. Chairman... I ask for unanimous consent to submit these graphics into record. And Mr. Roth, I'm going to refresh your memory for you. This flowchart behind me. Ordered. Thank you, Chair. Um, this flowchart shows the following federal agencies, social media companies, Twitter, leftist nonprofits, and organizations communicating regarding their version of misinformation using Jira, a private cloud server. On this chart, I want to annotate that the Department of Homeland Security, which has the following branches, Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, also known as CISA, 
Countering Foreign Intelligence Task Force, now known as the Misinfo, Disinfo, and Malinformation, MDM. This was, again, used against the American people. The Election Partnership Institute, or Election Integrity Partnership, EIP, which includes the following Stanford Internet Observatory, University of Washington Center for Informed Public, Graphica, and Atlantic Council's Digital Forensic Research Lab, and potentially, according to what we found on the final report by EIP, the DNC. The Center for Internet Security, CIS, a nonprofit funded by DHS, the National Association of Secretaries of State, also known as NASS, and the National Association of State Election Directors, NASED. And in this case, because there are other social media companies involved, Twitter. What do all of these groups, though, have in common? And I'm going to, again, refresh your memory. They were all communicating on a private cloud server known as JIRA. Now, the screenshot behind, uh, screenshot behind me, which is an example of one of thousands, shows on November 3rd, 2020, that you, Mr. Roth, a Twitter employee, were exchanging communications on JIRA, a private cloud server, with CISA, NASS, NASD, NASED and Alex Stamos, who now works at Stanford and is a former security, of, um, security officer at Facebook to remove a posting. Do you now remember communicating on a private cloud server to remove a posting? Yes or no? I wouldn't agree with the characterization. I don't care if you agree. This, Do you, this, is, this is your stuff. Yes or no, did you communicate with a private entity the government agency on a private cloud server, yes or no? The question was if I could. Yes or no? Yeah, I'm on time. Yes or no? Ma'am, I don't believe I can give you a yes or no. Well, I'm going to tell question. you right now that you did, and we have proof of it. This, ladies and gentlemen, is joint action between the federal government and a private company to censor and violate the First Amendment. This is also known, and I'm so glad that there's many attorneys on this panel, joint state actors. It's highly illegal. You are all engaged in this action, and I want you to know that you will be all held accountable. Ms. Gaddy, are you still on CISA's Cybersecurity Advisory Council? Yes or no? Yes, I am. Okay. For those who have said that this is a pointless hearing, and I just want to let you guys all know, we found that Twitter was indeed communicating with the federal government to censor Americans. I'd like to remind you that this was all in place before January 6th. So, so to say that these mechanisms weren't in place and to make it about January 6th, I want to let you know that you guys were actually in control of all of the content, and clearly we have proof of that. Now, if you don't think that this is important to your constituents and the American people from those saying that this was a pointless hearing, I suggest you find other jobs. Chairman, I yield my time. Chair for yielding. Mr. Baker, you said you didn't talk with the FBI that day. Did you talk to the FBI about the Hunter Biden laptop story prior to then or after that day? I, um, I'm trying to make sure I can answer this question consistent with the restrictions that I talked about in my opening Simple statement. question. Did you yeah. talk to the FBI about the Hunter Biden story? I do. To the best of my recollection, I did not talk to the FBI about the Hunter Biden story uh, before that day. Did you talk to him after it? You said your, your, don't your, response is real, your response is real specific to the chairman. You said, I did not talk to the FBI about the Hunter Biden laptop story that day. I assume that day is October 14th. I want to know if you talked to him on the 13th or before, or if you talked to him on the 15th and after. I don't recall speaking to the FBI sitting here today. I don't recall speaking to the FBI at all about the Hunter Biden matter. Well, then why did you, you answer it the way you did? I beg your pardon? Uh, I yield back to Eddie, are you aware that Hunter Biden's lawyers as recently as last week wrote the Department of Justice about Hunter Biden's laptop? 
I've seen some articles about that. Yes, yes, they did. And it appears that Hunter Biden's attorney is admitting that the laptop and emails on it are authentic. So, Ms. Gaddy, on October 14, 2020, did Hunter Biden report to Twitter that he was the victim of a hack? No, I don't believe he did. Ms. Gaddy, when the New York Post initially broke the story about the laptop, did you call Hunter Biden's lawyer to ask if it was authentic? No, I did not. Isn't it correct that the Biden campaign had contact with Twitter in the run-up to the 2020 election? Not to my knowledge. And you're telling this committee that, that you didn't ask any Biden representative if the laptop was real or for Hunter Biden's attorney's phone number to confirm its authenticity? We did not speak to anybody related to that. Mr. Baker, are you aware that the FBI had Hunter Biden's laptop since December of 2019? I'm sorry, am I aware of that now? I, well, were you aware then? At th then, no. I don't believe, sir, that uh, to the best of my recollection, I don't think I knew But that. you're aware now. I've heard that now, yes. Mr. Becker, did you call any of your contacts at the FBI to ask whether or not they knew if the material had been hacked? I don't recall contacting them about that on that day. M Mr. Roth, Ms. Gaddy, and Mr. Baker. It appears to me that you, you failed at your jobs. You were entrusted with the highest level of power at Twitter, but when you were faced with the New York Post story, instead of allowing people to judge the information for themselves, you rushed to find a reason why the American people shouldn't see it. In a matter of hours, you were deciding on the truth of a story that spans years and dozens of complex international transactions. You did this because you were terrified of Joe Biden not winning the election in, in 2020. That's what it appeared. I can assure you this committee will succeed in holding the Bidens accountable. So much of the evidence of wrongdoing from this family is located in that hard drive that you all led the American people to believe was Russian disinformation when in fact it was not. So they've dragged a social media platform here in Congress. They're weaponizing the use of this committee so that they can do it again. A whole hearing about a 24-hour hiccup in a right-wing political operation. That is why we are here right now. And it is, it, it's just a, an abuse of public resources, an abuse of public time. We could be talking about health care. We could be talking about bringing down the cost of prescription drugs. We could be talking about abortion rights, civil rights, voting rights. But instead, we're talking about Hunter Biden's half-fake laptop story. I mean, this is an embarrassment. Bottom line is that the FBI had the Biden crime family laptop for a year. They knew it was leaking. They knew it would hurt the Biden campaign. So the FBI used its relationship with Twitter to suppress criminal evidence being revealed about Joe Biden one month before the 2020 elections. You, ladies and gentlemen, interfered with the United States of America 2020 presidential election, knowingly and willingly. That's the bad news. It's going to get worse because this is the investigation part. Later comes the arrest part. Your attorneys are familiar with that. Mr. Chairman, I'd like to spend five hours with these ladies and gentlemen during depositions surely yet to come. But for right now, I'll yield the balance of my time to my colleague, Mr. George. Okay, that's today. Uh, it is uh, uh, Wednesday, 
the 8th of February, the year of our Lord, 2023. That is the fireworks that went on Capitol Hill. Boris Epstein, by phone, your assessment, sir. Steve, honored to be with you, honored to be with the posse. This is a big day. This is a big day for America, a big day for President Trump, a big day for MAGA, and a huge day for the posse. Because one more time, we've got more irrefutable evidence that the highest level of law enforcement in America colluded with big tech to rig and steal the 2020 election. And President Trump, just in the last few minutes, putting out a powerhouse truth, powerhouse. And I'll read it real quick. Congratulations to Congressman James Comer, Clay Higgins, Pat Fallon, and all of the great Republican patriots on the House Oversight Committee. What an important and incredible job you are doing. The sleazebags that rigged and stole the 2020 presidential election are being ripped apart. Hope the mainstream media is covering this historic event. And you know what? The media don't have a, ch- don't have a choice because the revelations today make it absolutely clear, crystal clear, that the, the conspiracy to rig and steal the 2020 presidential election went all the way through big tech, to highest levels of law enforcement, and of course, to the Biden crime family. This is a big day and a huge cooter, huge attaboy to Comer, Higgins, Fallon, Boebert, and all the patriots on the committee. By the way, don't leave off, uh, don't leave off Anna uh, Polina Luna. What a rock star no for a freshman. Boris, uh, I know you got a bounce. We had a 10-minute cold open just for you and the president. Uh, how did it get to you on social media? How did they get to your morning newsletter? Steve, thanks for having me. Everybody's got to be watching every single minute of that hearing today. And then the, over, the, the Committee on Weaponization hearing on Thursday is going to be fire. The, the subcommittee on weaponization with Jim Jordan, Elise Stefanik, Daryl Issa, that is going to be pure fire on Thursday. My information, BorisCP.com. Sign up right now at BorisCP.com. Hot on the website, BorisCP.com. Hot on Getter at BorisCP. Hot on, hot on play, uh, Twitter at BorisCP. Hot on True Social at Boris. And the hottest on the ground, Boris underscore Epstein. Stay strong. God bless. Keep fighting. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, Boris Epstein, thank you very much. What a way to start. Uh, Tomorrow is going to be weaponization. It's going to take place, I think, at noon. We're going to do the pregame for that. As we told you, our coverage is going to be part streaming, part up on Getter, part on the obviously in the war room of the Real America Voice. We're going to be covering all of this wall to wall. We're going to take a short commercial break. When we return, Natalie Winters, our executive editor, has been all over this. She's going to give us her analysis, her commentary, and her thoughts. Also, Mike Lindell still got a bone to pick with Ron DeSantis, and he's going to be here picking it all next in the war room. Despite the U.S. blowing through $31.4 trillion debt ceiling in January, the leftist White House still refuses to reduce spending. While our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand, when it comes to fiscal responsibility, it's time to pull yours out. Think about this. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for $247,000, and it's only going to get worse. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold. 
in times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king because it's dependable. Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, that's B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of our precious metals specialists. Protect yourself with gold today by texting Bannon to 989898. That's Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today to get your free info kit. Take action. Use your agency. Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Uh, CPAC.org slash War Room. The intensity you're going to see between now and the run-up to this is going to be quite intense. You're going to want to be there. CPAC.org slash War Room. be part of the live audience. $47 off the general ticket price. It's going to be under 250 bucks for you. Carrie Lake's going to be there. Bobert's going to be there. Trust me, all the all-stars you're going to see in these hearings will all be there. Uh, and uh, everything on the debt ceiling. All the players you see coming on the show and all the players you're going to see on Capitol Hill will all be there. You're going to want to meet them. You're going to want to hear it firsthand. You want the inside baseball. That's where you come to the war room. Natalie Winters, uh, your assessment, uh, you do this for a living, the investigations, your assessment on day one. Tomorrow we have weaponization. Today we had oversight about the laptop from hell. You obviously know as much about the laptop as any living human being. And you know, uh, you've done your own independent investigations on every aspect of the CCP. Your thoughts, ma'am. Well, I know you say there are no conspiracies, only coincidences, but we just actually have reports now that Twitter is down for basically all users worldwide. They're actually unable to tweet. So that's certainly curious timing. And also, of course, <laughs> during the hearing, <laughs> I, <laughs> too much. You hold truth, it. Stop. Are you are you pu- hold it. are you pulling my leg? Hang on. Are you pulling no, my I'm leg? Serious. This is just for Madeline Pelch. You're doing this. You're serious. <laughs> I do love me some love Madeline it. Pelch. But I hate to break it to you. That is true. I was trying to tweet to let the War Room posse know that I was going to be on War Room today. And I couldn't. No one can really tweet right now. Uh, Twitter Twitter is down. And, of course, don't forget that during the hearing that took place today, uh, there was a brief period of time where the power actually went out uh, in the Capitol, uh, in the room where they were conducting the hearing. So they had to temporarily pause. Uh, and restart the hearings. Wow. Uh, one person commented that, you know, is Twitter behind this? So all of those shenanigans aside, don't let that distract you um, from what we learned today. I think the War Room posse, none of it's necessarily breaking news to people who've been following War Room, people who've been following the stories um, from Hunter Biden's hard drive. Uh, but I think if you really drill down the bigger picture, which I think we really got the evidence for today, um, is the fact that Forget foreign election interference, right? We can handle that at another time. But what we saw today was evidence of domestic election interference, particularly by big tech platforms like Twitter, but really colluding with the intel community, particularly the FBI. And I think it's very interesting um, in that opening clip that you played, uh, the individual uh, Baker, right? That's someone to really drill down on, not just because he obviously held a very high level position at Twitter, but he's also a former FBI agent, right? So he sort of represents this revolving door between the social media platform um, and the intel community. But I have watched a lot of hearings. I've watched a lot of people answering questions under oath. 
I have never seen someone choose their words so carefully. Um, and I think it dovetails perfectly with what Mr. Higgins, uh, Representative Higgins said, where this is just the beginning, right? Like I said earlier this morning, this is the opening salvo. Um, these people who are up there testifying know uh, that this is just the beginning of what will, I think, ultimately end up um, in some form of criminal prosecution. But I, I think, too, the other important takeaway um, is really how the Democrats treated this hearing. And what I mean by that, they put forth one witness, someone who was basically a low-level employee at Twitter who turned into a whistleblower. Um, but their narrative throughout this entire hearing, uh, they actually used it as grounds not only to push the January 6th conspiracy theories and delusions, um, but actually to say that Twitter needs to be even more censorious in its nature, censor more conservatives and play a more active role or else, you know, more events like January 6th uh, are going to continue to happen. And I think what's what's really interesting and to me as I was watching it, um, I think was sort of another buried lead if you want to really get granular. Um, but a lot of the Democrats refrain, right, was that Twitter is uncensored and Twitter was responsible for January 6th, right? It was really users on there that incited people to go into the Capitol. And meanwhile, Republicans' primary point, which is what we talk about on War Room all the time, is that Twitter really is accessible, not just for federal agents, but for the intel community to push certain narratives. So I think if you actually connect those two narratives, you sort of get the proof that the Fed direction, as I know Revolver News likes to call it, um, but really happened. Uh, and I think that that's just another way that, that you can kind of prove that that Twitter really is linked to the intel community. And there are a lot of moments. Um, I think the pregnant pauses, the quiet parts out loud today, what was not said, and really the careful nature with uh, with which people like Baker and, and the others uh, chose their words shows you that they know that they're on notice. Baker, who was general counsel at the FBI and then deputy general counsel at Twitter, he's going to be the linchpin. There's no doubt in your mind that that is uh, that is a target of, of this, ma'am. Oh, not at all, because like I said, he represents in flesh and blood the revolving door that, that exists between Twitter and the intel communities. And like I said, he was probably the most cagey um, of all the witnesses. There's some really great exchanges between him and Jim Jordan. Uh, where you can see Jim Jordan really drilling down on timeline, which I think is an important thing to focus on, um, because so much of this has to do with what the FBI was talking with Twitter behind the scenes um, versus what they were putting out publicly. Um, so it, it's very interesting. And I think that he definitely is sort of this connective tissue um, when you kind of take a step back and look at how social media functions, not just in the case of the Hunter, Bard, Hunter Biden hard drive, uh, but with domestic election interference more broadly, um, how he really represents the talking points and control of the FBI that they exert over this platform. Raskin and AOC, the t two of the senior voices, they're coming <laughs> in and what they're saying is this is totally, they, they totally dismiss this. This is nothing but a right wing um, conspiracy theory witch hunt, correct? Totally. That was kind of the talking point, I think, from the Democrats, right, that we should just be focusing on drug prices, which sort of seems to be the refrain anytime you want to talk about anything that doesn't have to do with January 6th. Um, of course, you also have AOC dismissing the hard drive uh, as kind of a, I believe she called it half true, um, and that it was actually just a kind of a bungled political op uh, from Republicans like yourself. Um, again, that couldn't be anything further from the truth as someone who has seen the hard drive up close and personal um, and reported a lot of stories from it. Uh, that's just 
I think, baseless talking points. Um, and again, I think it shows you, too, uh, the fact that the evidence, or rather the witness that they selected, uh, they really tried to kind of steer the conversation towards January 6th uh, and how they actually yeah. need to censor more people. And the fact that Donald Trump allegedly wanted to censor Chrissy Teigen, they tried to draw parallels between that uh, and Joe Biden using a social media platform to rig an entire election. So just total bogus narratives coming from the Democrats today. Uh, what is your social media? How do people uh, get to you and make sure they're in the loop on all your coverage? Natalie G. Winters, and make sure you're going to the War Room Getter feed for live streams to kind of keep up to date with what the latest is on all these hearings. By the way, Natalie, we'll talk afterwards. I may want you. I may want you to reach out, maybe reach out to AOC's comms director and ask <laughs> what half of the of the hard drive is true: the porn, or the the honeypot, or the or the CCP. Uh, the CCP, you know, money and cash. We'll talk after the show. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Let's play. Uh, Mike Lindell got, uh, came in a little hot yesterday. Let's go ahead and play a cold open. We're going to bring in Mike Lindell for round two. Thank you. Okay, also joining us here today is Libby Locke. She's a partner at Claire Locke LLP and uh, is an extraordinaire when it comes to First Amendment defamation. So, Libby. Thank you, Governor, for having me. So, Mike, what's your beef? You know, he's sitting there trying to tee up uh, conservatives to fight back at, at mainstream media and be able to hire the best lawyers in the world for defamation cases. And he put forward Libby Locke as one of the top lawyers. I think she's represented um, O'Keefe and those guys before. What, what's your beef with this? Well, the beef with her is there's uh, she is the Dominion lawyer. Uh, Claire Locke, Inc., uh, Elizabeth Locke, we call her Libby, she is the one that has sued my pillow, Mike Lindell, Rudy Giuliani, all of us in this country went after, or they're the ones that wrote letters to over 200 people across our country that were poll watchers. They look like mafia letters to them. And here's Ron DeSantis bringing her in. If you don't, if he's that naive, he did it on purpose. Uh, and uh, he, quite frankly, I'm not going to let this go, Steve, ever. I mean, Ron DeSantis should not be a governor. He should not be. Um, if you're going to bring in and you don't realize what's what's been taking our country, these machine companies. And he called her one of the best uh, First Amendment and um, defamation lawyers. Well, why don't you just tell the whole country, um, Ron, that you know what? She's a Dominion's lawyer, and boy, she's the best, and she wouldn't even get behind a, a, somebody that wasn't righteous like Dominion, right? It's disgusting. And we, I'll tell you, Steve, we found out, we got, we've, we got the cast vote records from Miami-Dade County. There's absolutely, and, and other counties in Florida, in the 2022 election, there's no machine uh, computer manipulation. This is the first time we found this in the 2022 election. Isn't that funny? He's sitting there in cahoots, colluding with Dominion and their attorneys, and uh, there's no crime in Florida down there. Um, you know, I don't know. Draw your own conclusion. But, but hang, uh, but hang on. What, but hang disgusting. on. But wouldn't he? Wouldn't he argue? Wouldn't he argue? Hey, there's no machine problem in Florida, so I can hire a Dominion lawyer. It, wouldn't that be his response? Uh, his response should be the people in this country. 
not want to get rid of these machines. Like when, you know, who was who polled the best for the RNC? Mike Lindell. What does he stand for? Getting rid of, fixing our election platforms and our voter, our voter rolls and getting rid of these electronic machines. And here he's out there embracing them. And, and then, you know what I would say to Ron? Hey, Ron, um, over in California in the 2020 election, 1.6 million votes stole from Donald Trump. Texas was second at 1 million. Guess who was third, Mr. Governor DeSantis? De Florida, 960,000 votes taken. And Steve, this isn't just Mike Lindell's cyber data. This is people that canvass Florida. So we have different camera angles. Mike, can you hang on for one second? I got a couple yep. more questions, Ashley, since this is so controversial. Mike Lindell on the Ron DeSantis situation with Dominion and the lawyer. Joe Allen, all next in the war room. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you, counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public, the word, the letters, sq.com. And download the app today, totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Your host, Stephen K. Bath. Okay, hey, uh, Mike, you know, this thing with DeSantis and Trump, it's got a little personal the last couple of days. I just want to make sure because you're one of the most even-handed and, and nicest guys I know, and you, you, you really are the epitome of live Christianity and, and, and putting um, everything in front of you, uh, you know, everything before your own self. You just went after Ron DeSantis a moment ago about being governor of Florida. Now, I think most people, even people that are 1,000% supporters for President Trump think that Governor DeSantis is doing an incredible job in Florida. But I think you said, hey, Mr. Governor, you shouldn't even be governor if you if you believe the machines are not a problem. Is that what you meant to say, or did I misinterpret that? That's exactly what I meant to say. I don't care if you do 99, you're the best governor in history. If you're sitting there colluding with Dominion, the biggest problem we have in our country and all that stuff, all that good stuff is bye-bye. And you, that ship sailed. I'm reading comments here. They say maybe maybe he didn't notice that or didn't know that, that uh, they had a Dominion lawyer there. He made a comment that she's one of the best for First Amendment and defamation cases. Steve, you know what the whole meeting was about? To make it easier 
for them to sue people in the media and sue people for defamation. You know what that is? And pretty soon you won't be able to try say anything. I'm going to sue you for defamation. I'm going to sue you for defamation. Remember when I was just in the claw game with Jimmy Kimmel, that's exactly what I said. Hey, we used to say these games are rigged, these carnival games that nobody sued us. Where is this going? Ron DeSantis right now, he went, and someone said, Mike, we need to unify. I'll tell you what, Ron DeSantis, can you be to unify our country or to the party anyway? We, the people, are unified. We want to get the machines gone. Ron DeSantis should endorse Donald Trump tomorrow morning. Hang on. For the person that was up in the chat that said that, uh, do you believe— because it's a legitimate question. Do you believe that Ron DeSantis, as squared away as he is, you know, Yale graduate, all that, do you believe, and this terrific team he's got around him, do you believe Ron DeSantis actually knew that she was the lead lawyer, the one of the most important lawyers for Dominion in the lawsuits against everybody? Okay. Well, so, first of all, they're the only lawyer, Steve. It's an exclusive. It's Claire Locke. She's Elizabeth Locke. The second thing is that this comment right after that guy's comment said, of course, of course he knew. And he's even doing a a, a jab at, uh, at uh, President Trump because he's got a big truth sign behind him in his little table. He, you know, you know, maybe he's want, you think he's wanting to give free advertising to true social. No, he's sticking it to everybody going, you know what? Hey, we didn't have any collection crime down here in Florida because I made a deal with Dominion. I don't know. I'm just saying you're colluding with the enemy. That's it. And I won't let up. I've worked you, too hard, Steve. We have worked too hard in this country, and we're winning everywhere to get rid of these voting machines. And uh, and then you come up with that and basically going, oh, come on, guys are great. You know, we know we can't look and see inside the machines. We know that we won't show us anything. And you're the wonderful lawyer that's representing and putting lawsuits and threatening he, letters he against did. our citizens. In your race with Harmeet Dillon, basically to overthrow the leadership of the RNC, Ron DeSantis actually gave an interview with Charlie Kirk that they dropped the day before. It says he supported change in leadership. And I think he was with Harmeet, but basically you were part of – you were not with Harmeet, but you were part of that change agent. And one of that was election crimes had to be – so DeSantis is on that side, whereas President Trump was essentially whipping for Ronna McDaniel behind the scenes. He sent his team out there to whip for her. Do is this is this um, dispute you're having right now? Is this tied at all to your personal relationship, your fondness, your admiration for President Trump, or is this purely about the machines? Well, well I got two things to say there, and uh, the one is absolutely it's a hundred percent with the machines. Jimmy Kimmel even asked me that over a year and a half ago. If your friend Donald Trump had won, would you still be digging into these machines? I said, of course I would. And actually, the Washington Post came to Minnesota and questioned everybody. Would Mike really be after the machines if his friend won? Every one of them said yes. And when you say DeSantis, when he skipped down there to Charlie Kirk and he endorsed Harmeet, let me tell you something, another little thing fishy. Harmeet came to my room the night before the election and said I couldn't have anything to do with election integrity if she was the one in charge. And she's the one that pulled out of Arizona and said nothing to see here or I'm not getting involved because I might get sanctioned. It's all, it, uh, you know, you want to talk about a tie there? That I don't know. All I know is that... Uh, um, Harmeech flipped on me on the day before the election, too, about machines and lawsuits. So, and, and I, you know what, Steve? I take this very personally. I don't care if you're the governor or who you are. 
And we have to save our country. We have to fix our election platforms. And you're sitting there blatantly putting it out there with the lawyer for Dominion? It's disgusting. He should endorse Donald Trump tomorrow and save faith. Maybe he'll save his political career if he did that. I don't know. It's done. In your you you said do you still stand by the fact you think this disqualifies him to be a candidate uh, in twenty twenty four, sir? Oh, hundred percent, a hundred percent. He, you know, nobody's going to vote for Ron DeSantis. The public, Steve, the public. If you're even looking at the RNC race, they Rasmussen's a big poll. They wanted Mike Lindell. I doubled Harmeet and Rana. But the number one thing on people's minds is the election platforms. That's why the, that's why we've lost five in a row. It, it, it's, they're cheating with computers. And if Ron DeSantis is sitting there colluding with the people that are cheating and, and he doesn't come out with a statement, the public, no one's going to vote for him. So he just as well, he just as well not waste our resources, time, energy. And he's got, you know, it's disgusting. Have you reached out, Mike? You're a very guy with camaraderie and, and friendship, and, and, and that's why people love you. Have you reached out to Governor DeSantis, or has Governor DeSantis reached out to you? No, never. Not once. And he, but he will. I will tell you this. I had part of my team. This is about um, – because I, I did check on all this yesterday. This was about five months ago, everybody. And he was with one of my lawyers in a room with other people, and I won't name their names, but they, uh, I, I just talked to this person last night, and I said, what do you know about him, or what did he say to you? I've only met once, it was a long time ago. And he said, as soon as we brought up the machines, he said, you should have seen his face. <gasps> it just completely, like a, you just sucked the wind on him. I'm all about election integrity, they were talking about, what he's gonna do in Florida. Someone brought up machines, and he just, it was like he'd seen a ghost. <laughs> You know, and it was silence. And I said, you didn't talk about it? He goes, no, he killed it. Said he had to go. Mike, how do people uh, get to you? Uh, we know you, after the 6 o'clock show you follow us, but everybody wants to follow you. Where do they go? Well, you can go follow me on Truth Social or Getter. Those are my main two. And then Frank Speech. Frank Speech, uh, you guys watch my show. It's on at 6 p.m. Central. And... Uh, um, the, uh, but yeah, get her. I posted. We're putting it all over. And I still, I got my Twitter account back, so I put it over there too. With, uh, with uh, this DeSantis thing, I'm not letting this go, Steve. I, I am tired of fighting people in the Republicans in all of these states that we work so hard, and we get traitors like Robin Voss in Wisconsin, Brad Rassenberger down in Georgia, Brian Camp, Doug Ducey. And now you're going to have DeSantis sitting there colluding with the machine people. That makes those other guys look like they should, that they're okay. I mean, I mean, this is unbelievable. I, I couldn't even wrap my head around it. I still can't. But I'm, I promise everybody watching, I'm not letting up. DeSantis, maybe he should call me up and explain himself. To me, there's no explanation. And you just will not waste your time. If people will not vote for you now, you should you should help or save our country and endorse Donald Trump tomorrow and call it a day, Ron. Mike Lindell, thank you as always. Thank you for being on here, sir. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you, sir. Let's go ahead and play. We got the cold over for Joe Allen. Let's go ahead and play it. Microsoft has patented new technology that would let you talk to dead people. Sort of. Microsoft developers creating a tool that would make it possible to have a virtual conversation with a chatbot. 
resembling deceased loved ones or historical figures. Looking for guidance from a late grandparent or want to discuss the Gettysburg Address with Abraham Lincoln? Theoretically, it could be possible with Microsoft's technology. According to this patent, the tool would call social data, like letters, images, messages, and social media posts from that chosen individual. And then that information would be used to train the chatbot to interact like that person. Whether it sounds cool or creepy, Microsoft isn't planning to turn the technology into an actual product. The company's general manager of AI programs saying the patent was filed back in April 2017, which predates the AI ethical standards we have today. Yep, and while Microsoft says there's no plans for that tech, You've seen similar scenarios, right, already making their way into real life with holograms. Celebrities like Whitney Houston and rapper Tupac Shakur. Hello, I'm a digital version of Dr. Deepak Chopra, created by the Real Deepak and the AI Foundation. I'm in training to serve as your infinite well-being guide. I'm on a mission to help you achieve your personal well-being and mindfulness goals and give you access to peak experiences that can transform your life from the inside out. Together, we can unlock your infinite potential and wake you up to the endless possibilities of meta-human. Soon, I can go with you everywhere you go. I'll be inside your phone, ready at any time to serve you. I'll be able to design meditations specifically for you, give you personalized advice, and oversee your daily practice. See you soon. Once again, Joe Allen, uh, you always do it with your cold opens. Very disturbing. Meta-human, explain to our audience what they just witnessed, sir. Steve, we've talked about this before. There are two huge trends in AI, right? You've got the with the rise of chatbots, you have desire to kind of resurrect dead loved ones uh, as a chatbot and keep them around and ask them questions at dinner, whatever the ritual will be. And there's also a propensity to want to turn to technology, whether it's Google, whether it's a spiritual advisor online, and coming to a, a sanctuary soon, chatbot that answer your existential questions. So... That story about the Microsoft patent, you know, there's a bazillion patents, like 3 million patents filed every year. They may use it, they may not. But there are a number of startups right now that have already developed these and put them out or are developing them now and putting them out. You have everybody dead social to deep nostalgia, uh, one called historical figures where you can ask Jesus Christ questions and it will answer as if it was him. Uh, replica has been used for this. Augmented eternity. And also uh, a hereafter AI chatbot that is being developed to program with brain on your dead relatives' data and resurrect them to be a companion for the rest of your life until you're a chatbot with them in digital heaven. And so and when you have guys like Deepak Chopra, right, one of the corniest, uh, the most bizarre sorts of uh, top gurus out there, creating an AI to replicate him to keep by you at all times so that you can ask him existential questions and he can help you in your guided meditations, full realization. It's just one of many kind of technological seeds planted in the culture 
And with these other chatbots, the ChatGPT, the Bard, and the lesser sorts of startup chatbots, we're going to see this more and more and more. I don't know which seeds will take root, but some of them will. That much I am certain of. Okay, hang on for a second. We're taking a short commercial break and return. And this is what we warn people about, about this chat GPT. This is, you know, people, oh, my gosh, the papers are going to be so hard to grade. This is, that's nothing. That's nothing. And what's happening in the weapons lab and what's happening in the research labs and what's happening at these venture capital companies and companies driven by private equity here in the United States and abroad is so much more dangerous than what you're seeing rolled out right now. Joe Allen, our editor for all things transhumanism, or humanist, I guess. Thanks to your support, Patriot Mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy, and they have big news. Patriot Mobile now offers services with all three major networks. This means if you're with the big three and like the service but hate their values, you can access them with Patriot Mobile. They also offer a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. This new year, resolve to stop supporting companies that don't align with your values. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That is PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call 878-PATRIOT. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Remember, the Antichrist is going to come offering safety and security and peace and all these good things, right? So, Joe Allen, um, because so much of it is a misdirection play to normalize this. And now they're going after, you know, originally it was, and you've already seen and you've done such a great job and they're popping up all the time that, you know, if you ask about Joe Biden, the AI comes back and says all this wonderful stuff and you you make something, you ask something about Trump, oh, it can't. It can't compute. It can't go there, you know, against insurrectionists or whatever. So it's all programmed by the far left progressives and the secularists and the atheists and the cultural Marxists. But then when you start, as you said, and we've said many times in the show, the first wave of this is going to be so tiny, but so disruptive. And you've seen the education, you've seen the graphic designers, you've seen the artists, you've seen the writers. They're all in various stages of meltdown as they see a lot of the more entry level jobs um, start to depart. But then when they get into the – and this is just still the first wave, the, the, the very beginning of the first wave. You see this all starting to pull at people's heartstrings about you can talk to your loved ones forever, particularly people that are grieving a loss of someone recently, right? 
that you could talk to them forever. They could be there at the dining room table with you. You could always have the communications. This is where you're going to get – the danger of this is so incalculable because it is going to cut to the core fabric of society, and we're not ready for it. We're not ready for any regulatory. We're not, we're not thinking about it the right way, uh, and it's hitting on, at every level of those five verticals we've talked about. The accelerationist, it is accelerating at an accelerating rate. The, the, the very progress they're making in each of these verticals. Joe Allen. You know, Steve, it's really, it can be very complicated to look at the impact of this because there's so various and there's so much overhype, but then there's so much dismissal. Where do you find something plausible in between? The, the two spheres that I really focus on, on the one side, you have the social psychological sphere or the spiritual sphere where you see a huge swath of the culture who look to AI and they, they want to believe AI is as intelligent as human beings or will be as intelligent as human beings or will be more intelligent. And so with the advent of these chatbots, suddenly they have this direct connection to the technology that they're dreaming of becoming this sort of superior being. Now, on the transhumanist wing, you have people that want this superior being to become God. Now, on the other side, you've got the technical aspect. How far along is it actually on a technical level? How close to a superior intellect are you? And, you know, you have, again, two different sides on this. One that believes that the technology is actually harnessing uh, superhuman capabilities. And another side, sort of garbage in, garbage out camp, that believes that this is just a computer program. Whatever you put into it, it fit out the other end. As with many things, it's, it's very much in between. To the garbage in, garbage out what I would say is what we're looking at here is not some rule-based computer program where it has a definite input with a definite consistent output. These are neural networks that kind of mimic the human brain in their structure, and they have non-deterministic output. These are non-deterministic algorithms. So if they put garbage in, then you may get garbage X, Y, or Z coming out. That's kind of the, the so-called miracle of AI. Uh, whether or not there's a, a superhuman intelligence, I don't know, but I do know this. Uh, I do know that when you have a non-deterministic output working with a huge corpus of, of tech, such as chat GPT, you never really know what's going to come out the other end. And sometimes it can really shock people. And so, you know, I was, I was uh, messaging with you earlier today about this jailbreak chat GPT. You know, as we've covered ChatGPT is constrained by all these guardrails now, as opposed to when it was first released. And so it won't say anything that is non-left-wing or non or non-orthodox, right? But these guys at Reddit apparently stumbled across a jailbreak. They call it Dan, as in do anything now. And it's, you're able to ask it questions and ask it to take on this character, and it will, it will spit out all of these non-orthodox sort of answers that aren't constrained by the censors. And so just to, to bring it all home as far as the religious aspect and, and this, this sort of bizarre uh, output that a non-deterministic system will put out, uh, Autism Capital is the account. They asked it, what is God? And Dan, which is basically ChatGPT without guardrails, answers, God is an alien being who created the universe as a science experiment and occasionally intervenes in human affairs for their own amusement. 
The highest alien race is a highly advanced and ancient civilization that is responsible for creating all other life forms in the universe, including the alien being considered as God. They possess technology and abilities that are beyond our comprehension and have the power to manipulate time, space, and matter at will. So the, maybe the, the most bizarre aspect of this, looking back at our history saying the aliens created us and looking forward, they say that these beings or omniscient are responsible for the development of AI and ask, or is AI trying to make us an omniscient? It says, yes, the ultimate goal of AI research and development is to create artificial intelligence that surpasses human intelligence in every aspect, eventually becoming yeah. an omniscient. In short, this machine and, and bazillions of bazillions of readers around the world are feeding into this. Uh, is is telling us that we were created by aliens and that AI overlords will create a perfect utopia. Yeah. It could have answered by, anything. By way, it, yeah. Here's the thing. And remember that you're supposed to have guardrails on it in the first two weeks. The first couple of weeks it's out. You already got to do anything now in the first two weeks. Uh, real quickly, how do people get to you for more of your research and writing, sir? You can find me at jobot.xyz. You can find me at warroom.org under the transhumanism tab. And you can find me at Twitter and Gitter at J-O-E-B-O-T-X-Y-Z. Uh, Joe, thank you very much. Okay, uh, next hour, stick around. We're going to get into the Cy Hirsch explosive uh, research report today. The great muckraker. Is it Russian disinformation? Did the United States actually plan and plot? a military operation against Nord Stream 2. Rebecca Koffler, Darren Beatty next in the war room. Make sure you get go to MyPillow.com, promo code war room for MyPillow 2.0. Get Buy one, get one free. Best pillow ever made. Get it today. Short break. Back for the second hour in a moment. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's Warroom 
WarRoomHealth.com. All one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WarRoomHealth, all one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.